the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Wow. Where does the year go? April 30th. Means we're about a third done, right? If I'm doing my Gregorian calendar or Caesar calendar or Caesar salad for lunch later today, one third of the year is past, which means you should have invested. If you're trying to invest $18,000 a year into your 401k, you should be at least 6000 in. If you've put 6000 in and the market's up 10%, you can see how you've made a little bit of money here and there nicely. Now, one of the people who's done well forever, well, first and foremost, okay, first segment, I'm going to talk a little about the lottery and the NFL, and I was watching a little bit of it last night, just, I don't understand it, but I do understand that a first-round draft pick is a first-round draft pick, and they're considered pretty good players, right? Now, why would you trade a first-round draft pick for, like, a fourth-round draft pick? You want it. Why would you ever sell? And again, this is the uh, statement that I already regret saying out loud before I say it. Why would you sell Apple or Amazon or Google or Microsoft? You probably shouldn't. It's like a first rounder. Now, yeah, maybe they're a little Tom Brady-ish. Maybe they're getting a little old. Maybe a little snaggletooth here and there. Um, but I don't get it. Amazon had an amazing quarter. Is it up or down today? I don't know. And to be honest with you, I really don't care. Um, I'm not in this for the day-to-day action. This week, tech companies have had blowout earnings, and the only company that's really blowing it out is Google. Now, I like Google, and I own shares of Google. I certainly would not be at this point in time trying to sell my Google because it's a winner to fund something like an Amazon because it's a loser today. That's just not the way I play the game. And that's okay. Um, We'll talk about this and much, much more as the show goes on. Don't worry. I'm not going anywhere. I'm here for you. Um, We'll talk about the, the quarter that we're seeing right now as we're wrapping up the first quarter of the year, which kind of includes Christmas. If you think about it, right? So December, January, February, March. Okay, maybe not all of Christmas. Maybe a little post-Christmas. Depends on when the company has the calendar year start and when they're reporting 90 days into the quarter. Um, but traditionally, very good quarter. Now, if we're in April, and I think I said it's April 30th, what's that mean? May is right around the corner. So next Friday, we're going to get the jobs report. Forevermore, that's if you had to put a gun to my head and said, Rob, 
you're only allowed to pay attention to one piece of economic data. Once a month, what's it gonna be? I'd be like, uh, Chops number? 400 Alex? Is it too soon because he's dead? Aaron Rodgers, man. He hates the Packers. What's wrong? What went wrong with that marriage? There's some divorce issues there with that first round draft pick coming up. Too bad because I like watching him play. He's one of those, those players who can, he's got this weird skill. I don't know if you've ever watched professional soccer players like uh, Messi. When he warms up, he and another player will get like half the soccer field away from each other. Good 45, 50 yards away from each other. And they'll just kick the ball to each other and it'll never touch the ground. They'll catch it with their foot, pop it up in the air, kick it, catch it with their foot, pop it up in the air, kick it. Rodgers has got that crazy skill where he can throw a football like 60 yards and drop it into a bread basket. And you're like, how does he do? And the bread basket's moving 10 miles an hour. And you're like, whoa. It's like one of those Wild Bill Hitchcock kind of things where like he can shoot a uh, a pigeon a mile away flying through the, like you're like, what? Okay, maybe that's not a good example. But okay, back to Amazon. Back to these companies are huge. And, and yes, I do get that there's some some real big legal issues with them. Everyone but Microsoft. And Microsoft's selling right now. So these are really big companies that are getting a lot of scrutiny. Did you see the uh, the the legal briefs going back and forth between Apple and Spotify? Um Apple, Spotify is like, uh, we don't, it's unfair that we have to pay them so much money. And they're the world's largest music service, by far and away bigger than Apple, by far and away bigger than Tidal. And the only reason they got there was because of Apple users. Because they got out of the Apple platform, they were more than willing to pay at one point in time. Now, Apple says 99% of Spotify's customers don't pay them a thing. That's kind of interesting, right? When you hear 99%, you're like, that's a, a pretty big number. Doesn't sound as bad as they're making it sound, does it? 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. Money, investing, and more. Charlie Munger and Warren Buffett. Typically in the first weekend of May, they do their little Buffett get-together. I know you're saying, is that like Comic-Con? It kind of is. But for financial nerds, we all go to Omaha. And for one weekend, we eat Dairy Queen and we drink Coca-Colas and we pretend to live in the lifestyle of a Warren Buffett. For the record, for a very rich man lives a very, very humble lifestyle. I think I do. Wearing a black hoodie today. It's my signature look. (laughs) I've got a new pair of jeans because my last pair of jeans blew out after 18 months. So I got brand new jeans on. And I'll wear them for, guess what, 18 months in a row. You know, there's a CEO of Levi's once was on CNBC, and he blew my mind with this this thought. You're not supposed to wash blue jeans. You're you're supposed to freeze them. (laughs) And I'm like, what? And I'm like, okay. I, I could dig with that. So, I don't know. It's not really all that important, is it? So yesterday, the S&P 500 hits an all-time high. Today, not so much. I'm not going to cry over that spilled milk. I'm going to be 
a-okay with it if you're picking up what I'm putting down. Um, but Charlie Munger is Warren Buffett's right-hand man. And Charlie Munger is a guy who's just like Warren Buffett in the sense that he's incredibly quotable. Let me give you one. Uh, Warren Buffett's the more public of the two, you'd probably say. If they were brothers, you'd say he's probably the more... Warren Buffett's more like the high school quarterback guy. But Charlie Munger's just as important. So Charlie Munger once said, understanding both the power of compound interest and the difficulty of getting it is the heart and soul of understanding a lot of things. Remember the segment I talked about how the year is already third over and you should have $6,000 in your 401k because you're allowed to put 18000 roughly into your 401k? If you're a little older, you put a little bit more. You can round that number up a little bit here and there, five extra $100 here and there. Um, he's talking about compounded interest. He's like, if you had $6,000 in the market and it's up 10%, your $6,000 just made 60 little bucks. Um, for doing nothing. It, it made love and it made little money babies. I know you're saying, that's sexy, Rob. I know. It's the Rob Black and Your Money Show. I talk all things financial money, investing, and more. And we do talk sex time every now and then. I like to refer to that as business time. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Find me at robblackshow.com. Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. Young and wild. Good times. I didn't have much of a childhood because I had a dad kind of hawking over me. One of the things I try to do as a parent is let my kids be young and wild. I want you to be young and wild in your 20s, and I want you to learn some mistakes. I want you to go to the big city, get a job, and get fired. I want you to go fall in love and figure out that you're not meant for that person. I want you to travel the world while you can with, before you get the job obligation where you can't take more than two weeks off. Go to Europe for 90 days. Do it. Make it 180 days if you can. Don't become a bartender. Don't become cliche like Tom Cruise and Cocktail. You don't need to go that far. Fall in love with a rich billionaire heiress isn't a bad idea, but be young and wild. Um, because in, when you do fall in love and make little babies, it's tougher to take those two-week vacations or the three-week vacations, times where you really get unwind. Remember a couple of years ago we were talking about taking a year off? Not seeing a lot of people doing that right now, taking a year of travel. Um, but I guess they could be out there. So taking a look at the markets today, it's a little bit of a give back kind of session. Stock market did okay yesterday, but not without some perspiration. Um, you know, when you perspire, it kind of smells a little bit, right? In theory, some people like that smell. I don't believe it, but it's in theory. Um, same thing's going on right now. Some people don't want to look at stocks when they're down because they've been working so hard getting us to where they are and a little bit of a, a pullback at this point in time. Student loan forgiveness is a big story going on right now. I like talking to Chad last week. He said something pretty interesting. I said, you know, with student loan forgiveness, with infrastructure spending, with taxes, with estate planning, with capital gains. I said, what, what do you take for real? He goes, I take none of it for real. I wait for it to happen. I see his point. But at the same time, I'm still going to go, I'm going to go a little Jay Leto audio. 
for the record, very funny comedian until he got on The Tonight Show. As soon as he started crafting his work for the masses, not as good. Just my opinion. 800-516-1220 calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about money invested in more. Charlie Munger and Warren Buffett are getting together this weekend for essentially Comic-Con of the financial nerds. And I love it. Now, they used to have the big gathering in person. I don't think that's happening right now. But what's fantastic is Monday morning, we're going to be talking about Warren Buffett. What did he say over the weekend? He seems to have a thing for this chick named Becky Quick on CNBC. Now, I've known Becky Quick since she worked for the Wall Street Journal as a tech reporter. And when she worked as a tech reporter, this is really funny. If you take a look at her, if you Google her right now, she's a nice-looking woman. She's very mature-looking. If you take a look at her when she was 20, she had big old Coca-Cola glasses on. She, was, uh, she had the, the bad hair. It looks like she had never heard, met a eyebrow waxer. Like, she's refined herself quite nicely, jumping from the Wall Street Journal over to uh, CNBC. And I, I say that only lovingly because I used to know her when. Uh, and here's, here's another example of I used to know them when. Uh, Melissa Francis, she works for Fox News, Fox Business. And uh, I knew her when she was a tech reporter at CNET. She didn't know anything about money. She didn't know anything about oil. And now on, you can turn on Fox, Bloom, uh, Fox Business and it's like, let's look at with Melissa Francis on the markets. She's got about 10 whole years of, of, of playing in the markets and she's considered a market expert and she has opinions that people follow on the television. Just because someone has a television or radio show doesn't make them good at something. Just so you know. Just so you know. And I know we live in a society where that's probably, we don't think that's true. But the classic example for me is um, Kiyosaki. He's considered like, he makes people rich. He makes people go bankrupt is what he does. I know people who've been to the Kiyosaki seminars and what they are. I'm not going to say the word racket. But it might be, you know, $400 value, get in for free. Or $400, get in for $10. Halfway through the seminars, he's asking for $4,000. Who wants to be rich? And everyone's like, me! Who wants to be rich right now? And everyone's like, me! Who's got a credit card right now? And everyone's like, don't you want to be rich? Yes! And he sends goons to collect your credit card. And there's a really hard sales pitch that goes on with it. Where, well, if you don't want to be rich and take care of your family, then you don't have to do it. You should just leave. And it's like, I almost dropped the F-bomb there. I don't like that. (laughs) It really, really bothers me, that kind of sales approach. Just throwing it out there, it ain't cool. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Now, I'll tell you someone who is, who I do like, Charlie Munger and Warren Buffett. And on Monday, we're going to talk about everything they, they shared. So Becky Quick, this is where I got a little off track, huh? She always uh, goes down to Omaha and hangs out with Warren Buffett this weekend. It's kind of a cool thing, and you kind of hope that he leaves her in his will and gives her like a million dollars or something. Um, She brings out the best of him. Maybe he's fond of her. Maybe he likes a fairer sex reporter. I don't know. Maybe it's just a nice relationship like he has with Bill Gates. The two of them play bridge together. I'm not much of a bridge player. If Warren Buffett wanted to play Call of Duty with me, I'm in. Little Fortnite, I'm going to box them in. I'm going to build up around them and just taunt them. I know you're saying, that's not very nice, Rob. No, it's not. 
but you get where I'm going. Um, so just give you an idea. Warren Buffett, if you want to do something fun with your kids this weekend, I know you're saying this is, doesn't sound like fun, Rob. King Kong versus Godzilla sounds like fun. You're not about to say what I think you're about to say, are you? Yes. Go Google some Warren Buffett quotes and read them to him as it goes to bed. I know you're saying, but my kid's 23 years old. Call him before he goes to bed and read him some Warren Buffett quotes. Amazon had a fantastic earnings report replete with better than expected guidance. Shares of Amazon are up 2.2%, which seems modest relative to the strength of its report. I like Amazon. I really, really do. I think it's a good company. I, I think, hmm. You have a world of choices, and I think they're a blue chip company. I think McDonald's is a blue chip company. If you own shares of McDonald's, I would not, I would not bemoan you. If you own shares of Burger King, I'd be like, why? Do you see where I'm getting at with this? Warren Buffett famously missed all the 90s with technology companies. He's like, I don't understand them. He likes companies where he could see the profit and loss. He likes companies where he could see the cash flow. He likes companies where he could see the profit margins. Famously, he bought Apple and everyone's like, oh, Warren Buffett's getting Apple. Must be time to sell Apple. No, no. He made over a billion plus dollars fast on Apple. As he kind of caught up to some of his mistakes in the past. I like that. Back to Charlie Munger. Mimicking the herd invites regression to the mean. Merely average performance. Eh, average performance at the market's not a bad thing. Because markets are up 7 out of 10 years, hitting all-time highs on a regular basis. But I get it. I get it, Charles. Chuckles, as I like to call him. No, I don't really call him Chuckles, but I'd like to. You can find me online at robblackshoe.com. Twitter had an awful quarter. How about that for a, a leave-out leave messaging? Find me online at robblackshoe.com. That's robblackshoe.com. Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. News that I don't care about. I like stories like um, monkeys going back into Indian towns that used to be from the country of India, not Indian like Pocahontas, but from India. Monkeys go into the towns that used to be tourist destinations. There's no tourists there. I like stories like that. Because I'm like, that's what's going to happen in our society one day. The monkeys are going to rule the planets again. I just have that feeling. And again, you're saying, you're kidding, right? I'm like, maybe maybe not. I don't like stories like First Lady Jill Biden confirms the highly anticipated White House cat is waiting in the wings to join their two German Shepherds champ and major. I don't need that information. Now, when the German Shepherds kill the cat, I'm going to be very curious. Uh, because German Shepherds are notoriously territorial. And that'll come onto my show when that happens. I'll say, you know, the one thing that you probably are overlooking about having a dog is like he could bite someone. So be very cautious on that because then you get sued. And you don't know how much for, you don't know what's going to happen. You're going to have to get an attorney. It's not good. Just my opinion. So there's a little bit of a growth headwind right now. What do we mean by that? We've been done so far so great this year. Now we're going to start getting into comparisons of, well, you didn't do as good as the first quarter. There's a ton of stimulus. Yesterday we talked about 6.4% GDP growth. When I was a little boy, 6.4% GDP growth sounded like something that was happening in China. 
like because they were going from being a farming community towards let's get to into the 21st century and be a world power economic power 6.4% is a lot right now i would not be panicking about the economy but with that said the market's done great great during the pandemic and as we're starting to get out of it again some more reopening stories here and there yesterday new york city reopening in july that's exciting um the fact that i'm at the radio station right now that's exciting for me um getting in my car and driving 40 minutes has never felt so damn good um and i don't know even what that means now let's check this back with what some Google employees are saying right here, right now. They're pushing to bring employees back into the offices in September. And some employees say they will quit if they can't remote forever. You know what I say to that? Bye-bye. We'll hire someone else. Google's going to run into some problems. A lot of companies are going to run into problems where people feel entitled now. I will tell you, honestly, it's been pretty good. Rolling in the backyard or rolling up the stairs into my office and t- firing up the computer, not get it, not paying for gasoline, not putting miles on the vehicle. Google was one of the first big companies to move its workforce out of the office in the early days of the pandemic. Tech firms like Microsoft and Twitter announced they will allow employees to work home from home forever. That's kind of interesting, right? Now you're seeing why the Google employees are a little upset. Now keep in mind... Have you ever been to the Google campus? It is so freaking awesome. Um, even if you just go there this weekend, yeah, be careful because security will follow you around. <laughs> but uh, I highly recommend you videotape that because you might become an internet sensation. I mean, please follow you around. Don't tase me, bro. But so I went to Google's campuses a couple of years ago and um, I had a client who was this engineer type, super smart. Um, invented some of the mapping technologies of GPS and computers and how they work together. Uh, Google bought his company kind of thing. He's taking me around campus. He's like, you want, you want to check out the cafeteria? It's famous. I'm like, how is a cafeteria famous? And we go in the cafeteria and it's like, it's the best sushi you've ever had. It's the best filet you've ever had. It's the best. Like, it, it, was, it was all that in a bucket of chicken. You, and for the record, there was buckets of chicken. You're like, they must be throwing away a lot of food. This is a smorgasbord of high-quality stuff. They can't, they can't do that right now. California's not going to let them do buffets. So Google employees, and this was hilarious because um, I once gave a speech at Visa. And Visa's a great company. I really, really, really like Visa. Um, I own shares of Visa. It's been around since I was a little kid. Every time you go to the 7-Eleven, you're like, put in your debit card that's Visa or your credit card that's got a Visa stamp on it. They don't lend the money. They transact the money and they get a percentage of a cut. Isn't that fantastic? It's like when you go to a strip club, I know you're saying, be careful, Rob. And they've got funny money. Funny money is a way to hurt the strippers. The club is like, well, we're going to sell you $10,000 of funny money or club money. And they're going to take a cut from you. And then when you give it to the stripper, they're, the stripper's going to say thank you, but she's going to have to give it back to the club and they're going to convert it into real dollars for her and they're going to get another cut. What does the story have to do? Oh, Visa. <laughs> I was like, does this have to do with Google food? Because I know I'm not talking about food and strippers. Oh, gee. 
that's never a good idea when you get into all you can eat buffet and ladies are taking off their clothes. And no bueno. Or men. Let's be fair. Let's be fair. I don't want men taking off their clothes uh, around a buffet of food. But I'm sure somewhere in Vegas they have this option. Something I like about Vegas is, and I'm actually looking forward to going to Vegas again. It's probably been about six, seven, eight years. And, and when I go, I'll have a good time. I'll see a show. I'll have a nice meal. How Vegas turned out as popular as it did, I don't know. Um, is it Sin City? Yes. Okay, we're back to the strippers. Back to getting a cut. I like Visa because of that. Um, now, FinTech, it's a bastardization of two words, financial and technology. They're doing everything they can to disrupt the system and, and blow up companies like Visa. Great example is Robinhood went after E-Trade. E-Trade went after Charles Schwab. Charles Schwab went after Goldman Sachs. 40, 50 years ago, you had to go to Goldman Sachs or Smith Barney and have a stockbroker. And every time you bought shares of a company like General Electric, you did it at a golf course with your broker. And your broker would say, Bob, I call you Bob, Bob. I really think you should own some shares of the, of the general. We have a buy rating on it. We think the stock's going to go 14% higher over the next two years. Can I put you down for 100 shares? And go, sure. You're buying golf today, right? And through a golf lunch, you'd write it off. You used to be able to expense things like that. You can again for a short period of time, but I think that'll be taken away. Um, what's the point of this? Oh, Robin Hood and Disrupting. That broker got $400 for that transaction, more than covering his uh, golf fees. And then slowly but surely, Charles Schwab comes in and it's $20 trade. And when I got in the industry, $20 trade was kind of like the thing. I, at one of my transactions, one of the first stocks I ever bought, I paid over $200 in transaction fees. And it's tough to make money when you're investing $1,000 and you're paying $200 in transaction fees. So it really was for a game of people investing 5000 or 10000 It's like a down payment on a house. It priced a lot of people out. And then a company like E-Trade comes along and says, you know what? We'll do it for nine ninety nine. And then ETFs start going, well, we're going to lower our cost and beat mutual funds. And ETFs, you know, they use a lot of technology. They are not using a lot of uh, people. Their brains are computers, which are a lot cheaper than humans. So Robinhood comes out and they're like, we'll do it for free. We'll buy and sell stocks for you for free. Now, they're making some money on what are called routing, where they're calling up. They're going like, hey, Smith Barney, can we buy 200 shares of Apple from you? No cost, right? And they, they need to move the product. I, it's a really tough concept to think about, but stocks are product. And more transactions you get, the more efficient it is. It plays out with a cost reduction, cost savings for companies. But also, Robinhood is like, well... We know Rob's worth X amount of dollars because he filled out a form, and we know that he's got X amount of dollars invested. Let's see if we can't sell him some insurance or some margin, or what else can we sell him where we can make money because the transactions are free. I love Robinhood. I'm fine with it. I think it's weird buying stocks on an app, but I'm totally good with it. At one point in time, I remember watching TV on an app on a phone. I was like, I'm not going to watch this. You can't watch David Schwimmer look like a jerk face. On a little four-inch screen? Sure enough, you can. (laughs) So, FinTech is going after Visa. And, oh, this is funny. I figured out why I brought up Visa. It goes back to Google and the employees not wanting to go back to work. And Google and the buffet. 
Um, so I like Visa. And what Visa does is they invest in companies that are trying to disrupt them. Pretty smart strategy. They know what's coming and they're able to fend it off and or acquire them before they get mass size. Is it perfect? No. So I was given a speech at Visa once and the employees, the, the, this is fantastic. They broke me off into talking to millennials, talking to Generation X and talking to boomers. And to be fair, that's, that, that's a smart idea when it comes to investing and how you should use your 401k and your benefits and things like that. Um, so it, it really is three different presentations, but the millennials, they were an HR at Visa is like, can you talk a little about some of our benefits? Because, um, they're really pissed the millennials. They want sushi for lunch for free, but we're giving them 3% free. So if their salary was a hundred thousand. I only use a hundred thousand because it's a nice round number that everyone can get behind. And when I say 3%, you'll understand 3000 of a hundred thousand. They give 3% extra to your, they save it in cash for you. And if you want to buy a house down the road, they, they're putting 3% of your salary every year, basically into a cash account. Plus if you have a 401k, and you're putting in $10,000, they'll match it up to 3% of your salary. That's pretty awesome. It's better than sushi. Google employees don't want to go back to work. Oh, it's going to be an interesting reopening, is it not? Do you see some messes out there like I do? We'll take a break here. We'll be right back. Rob Black and your money. Find me online at robblackshow.com. Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and your money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. Something makes me laugh about that rejoiner sounder where investors rule. I don't see us exactly uh, carrying sticks around and killing each other. I guess it could happen. There was a big video game last year called Cyberpunk 2077. <laughs> I'm about to say something that's going to shock you. It's got Keanu Reeves in it. And people lost their mind because it has Keanu Reeves. And apparently Keanu Reeves is like super nice dude. Um, so he's someone we pull for. But there was a period of time where America hated on Keanu Reeves. Bad actor. Couldn't act his way out of a cardboard box. And I don't know what changed. Was it the Matrix movies? Was it uh, stepping away from Bill and Ted long enough? Was it, you know, no more speed movies with Sandra Bullock? Sandra Bullock. Sandra Bullock. How about that for bad plastic surgery? Why? Anyway, um, so he's in Cyberpunk 2077. And it had so many glitches. When it came out and, you know, these video games, they're not cheap. 60 bucks, 70 bucks, 80 bucks. Um, and they showed just an amazing video of it. I'm like, this is going to be the most amazing immersive game ever. And it's cyberpunk. So it's kind of got that future techno hacker, you know, drugs, vampires thing going on. Probably some motorcycles and flashy neon metal signs and things like that. Um, and it was a disaster. It was supposed to be ready for the launch of the PlayStation 5 and the Xbox Series X. High-end computers. But they tried to make it for too many people. They tried to make it work for the PlayStation 4 and the Xbox Series X or Xbox One. I don't know my console generation history as well as I should because I'm not much of a gamer. 
I'm not that much of a gamer. I'm a gamer, but not that much of a gamer. Um, the game industry has been a common battleground for pushing product too soon. And let me give you an example of a great product that they finally got right. I think Windows 95 was fine, but it had a lot of blue screens of death, right? And then Windows 7 was way better than Windows 95. Windows XP, do you remember some of these, these versions? Hey, I haven't had a problem with Windows 10. If, it, if I get like a blue screen of death now, or if I get like a frozen screen on Windows, it's because I've got 45 windows open. I've got 45 videos playing. I'm overdoing my system, but I think that's the RAM, not the, the operating system. But in video games, it's not the way. You can't do that. An operating system, you can put up with it. But in video games, you're just not, you're not going to figure that one out. That company has made so much money for putting a buggy project out, and people are still excited about it. The board members uh, got bonuses of up to $28 million. Um, and it goes to show you that you can put out bad product and still make good money. But will people ever buy that product again is the question. Sometimes the consistency of quality brings you back again and again and again, which plays into the restaurant industry. I don't like McDonald's food. And earlier this hour, I was talking about if you own McDonald's, I'm going to be pretty proud of you. You don't have to go out and own a second round draft pick like Burger King. You can own a blue chipper like McDonald's. Do I like McDonald's? No. Do I think McDonald's kills more people every year than, say, Boeing? Yes. And Boeing makes missiles. Do I think McDonald's kills more people every year than, say, cigarettes? Yes. And cigarettes make cancer. I used to call them cancer sticks. <laughs> used to piss my dad off. My dad was a smoker. And uh, I-, I was the kind of kid that would just say, you know, I'd, I'd do anything I could to get under his skin. <laughs> I'd say, Dad, you want cancer sticks? And uh, he didn't like that very much. He didn't like me very much, but that's a whole other story. Jeff Bezos, his company Blue Origin, is letting you buy tickets on the new Shepard Rocket for $250,000. Any takers? Any takers? For $250,000, you better get warm peanuts and uh, an alcoholic beverage on that flight. A fleet of custom Tesla taxis are hitting New York City in May. Ooh. Brooklyn startup Revel is launching 50 Tesla Model Y SUVs as part of the city's first all-electric ride-hailing service. One of the businesses, or one of the something the analyst community does with Tesla, because they try to break out the value of all the different businesses, and they keep talking about the robo-taxi service. And let's say you have a Tesla right now, and it's sitting in the driveway doing nothing. Tesla's going to say, hey, can we take your car and use it as a taxi, drive people around your local city? And you're like, why not? They're not putting a lot of wear and tear on it because it's battery technology. Maybe you swipe out batteries things. You know, you get the idea. So Tesla taxis are starting to hit New York City. Domino's has an autonomous vehicle in Houston. Now, Domino's Pizza isn't famous or great or anything like that, right? But they're doubling their stores in France. And you're like, France has got French pizza. Like, why, are they, why would you put Domino's in France? Some people want it. So in Houston, they're rolling out a Domino's autonomous delivery car. You have to leave your house and go out to the sidewalk to pick it up. What's cool about that is I kind of want to see it. For poops and giggles, I kind of want to have a couple drinks on a Friday night in Houston and say, I want to order pizza and have a robo thing bring it. 
And my buddy next to me is like, let's shoot it when it gets here. <laughs> Say it didn't come. So we're, Tesla taxis are hitting New York City. Domino's is delivering autonomously in Houston. Things are starting to happen a little bit. Smaller cities are spending lavishly to lure tech and finance giants from the coasts. Cities like Raleigh, Nashville, Austin are wooing companies with big payments, even as watchdogs say that might not be a good idea. But they're winning over companies like Oracle and Apple. A few years ago, Dell set up a big manufacturing plant in North Carolina. What North Carolina has to have, or Atlanta, Georgia has to have, is a workforce. And they do. And that's why the cities are doing well. So anytime you hear a story like Oracle or Dell going to Raleigh, or Apple setting up a campus in Raleigh, it might be a good idea to buy a rental property there because new employees are going to be coming there and people want to work close to home and have home be close to work. I'm not telling you that's my strategy. I'm not telling you it's your strategy, but I want you to start thinking that way. And for the record, I use property management. I'm not going to be a, I'm not going to be a landlord 3,000 miles away. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing and more. Find me online at robblackshow.com. That's robblackshow.com.